Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Uh, I got Vance in front of the Ranger, as always. Uh, Todd Young on speakerphone from Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides on Facebook. Uh, also brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products, fattyzmuskie.com, Fatty Z Muskie on Facebook. You've heard it like 15 times now. Um, yeah, we'll start off like generally we do. We're going to be winding it down here soon on these fishing reports from Todd, but we still got a few more left. So, Todd, take it away. Yeah, we got a few more weeks to fish. And uh, <clears throat> as you can tell by my voice, uh, last time we were talking about how nice the weather was and all. And, well, yeah, it definitely made a change here. Uh, we've been dealing with leaves in the water, and uh, the fall came in. A lot of rain, uh, big winds, winds that made it really tough the last few days. But I'll tell you, you know, we didn't catch near as many fish the last few days as we normally do, but I had some of the best trips of the year. Uh, I've been into them a little bit here. That I mean, I, I took a, a, a young guy and his, his father out. They'd been out on a on a trolling trip with a guy that I, I think a couple of years ago. He was 12 years old, and I, you know, I picked him up, and, you know, I never knew what to expect, and, I mentioned, you know, I said, yeah, we haven't been doing real good trolling, we're doing casting. And I saw the kid's eyes just light right up, like, I want to I want to catch one casting. And I was like, well, then let's go get this done. And uh, it was it was very, very windy. It, it, it was tough. I didn't know whether we'd be able to pull it off. But, uh, you know, got him up in the front of the boat, got him thrown the baits. He did an excellent job. I mean, I, you know, uh, great to see a 12-year-old kid that involved. And, uh, yeah, as, as we fished a little bit, I was standing there watching him like, oh, man, you're doing a good job. Make sure you bring it up to the boat and do a little thing. And he brought one up to the boat. We were probably maybe a half hour into the trip. And uh, a really nice fish come up and just grabbed it. And uh, right at the last jerk, he pulled it, fish come up, grabbed it. And, I, you know, I, I, was, well, I just was standing there staring at him. And uh, he, he, he gave the old, uh, you know, I said, you you know, you got him, you got him, there he is, there he is, you got him, you got him, and uh, fish did a couple flips, got off, and, you know, the kid was just like, man, I forgot how big they are. <laughs> <laughs> He's been fishing off the dock the last couple weeks trying to catch one, and, yeah. A local, but, uh, local, local. Local guy, he, yeah, they live down in the Carolinas, but he comes up with his mom and his sister, and they stay at, at a, a place on the lake, and you know, the dad comes back and forth, and uh, you know, the dad's not into fishing, you could tell, but he was doing it for his boy, and and uh, uh, anyhow, long story short, he ended up getting it done. He, you know, I saw him jerking, jerking away at that rod, I saw the rod bend over, he set the hook, and he said, I think, I saw the rod start, you know, shaking all around, he said, I think I got one, you know, so he got his first casting fish, and, uh, you know, he's he's hooked. He's done. He's he, he done. That's all he wants to fish for now. I gave him a couple of her baits and got it on a raptor. Uh, it's just great to take out the young kids that are really interested. I always say that uh, you know the worst trips we do are with those teenage kids. You know, some of them are just you know they can be the best trips. They can be the worst trips. Some of the kids are done within an hour, and they're like, oh, they're not biting. You know, and they're on their phone. I'm taking pictures of kids both sitting there sleeping, laying in the bottom of the boat when I'm trolling down the lake. <laughs> but, uh, it's great. <laughs> it's great to see kids that are really into it. 
after that, I took some people. We talked about them in an earlier podcast, Jake and Sean, and uh, they came back to give another try. And it was the same way. He said, how's the bike been? And I said, yeah, we've been getting some fish casting. And Sean did an excellent job. He was he was, he was was whipping those raptors around. And uh, I can't remember the order of it, but uh, I think he got his, I think he got his, yeah, he got his first one that hit. You know, it hit about mid-cast. He got it in, same thing. I think it was about a 33. Uh, he had another one. He said, oh, I, I know I just had a hit. I know I had a hit. And then he kept working it. And I said, keep working, keep working, keep working. And he brought up the boat. And, you know, the fish came, the fish ended up falling in. And uh, that one didn't hit. Then he got another, you know, he got another one. Great boat side hit. It was very calm that day. It was still nice going into to, uh Sunday, or, or Saturday, rather, and the weather was still nice, and uh, he had a great boatside strike, and he didn't get it. We, we, we picked up a fish trolling, but once again, it was a dad, you know, father-son team, great seeing the young kids getting at it, uh, you know, a lot of fun seeing them, those guys catch their first fish. Uh, then the weather changed. Yeah. Huge wind. It, it was impossible to try to cast on Monday with my people. Uh, well, we sort of tried for a couple minutes. The boats were coming there. The baits were coming in on the boat. and uh, Yeah. Weather's definitely different now. But uh, did some trolling yesterday. Picked up a fish. Same thing. Just slow. Not putting much together. It was, it was, it was tough, tough fish. And I couldn't even go. You know, they, they were getting half seasick rolling around. And uh, we tucked in a couple places. We ended up picking one up. Morning, we got out real early, and uh, it was, the wind wasn't real bad yet. And uh, we, we we had some, uh, you know, we had some nice fish hit today. Uh, not not a lot of them, but uh, we just we ended up calling it after half a day. I got to, uh, you know, this morning. It, you know, it was a lot different than we we tried for five minutes to cast yesterday. And I jumped up front. I got the the, the it was husband and wife team, and uh, I got the wife going. She was ready to throw, you know, she she was into it. It was it was the same thing. The husband's not near as much of a fisherman as she was. She grew up fishing with the dad. And <laughs> jumped up front, and I, I, I threw the bait, and I said, Here, here's where I want you to work this. Work it right up to the boat. I threw it out once, took a little cast, and I, I pitched it out one more time just to show them, and I was like, you know, make sure when you bring it up to the boat, we're going to allow these boat side strikes. And uh, I pulled the bait, him and I were standing looking at it, and fish out of nowhere, Boom. comes up, grabs the bait, I set the hook, hit the button to give it some line, because, it, I mean, it was, you know, it was a nice size fish, and uh, handed him the rod real quick, I said, just like that, and it, he, he was flipping out, you know, I can't believe it came up, and he had never seen a muskie, so, we got that fish, it was probably about a 42, we had about three or four others hooked up, and they were all nice size fish, you know, uh, the wind was decent. I could get in and, and could cast. We had a direct south wind, which makes the whole lake rough. The day before today, it was coming out of the uh, more out of the west, sort of a southwest, so I could tuck into the one shoreline on the lake on our the way the lake lays. It's just uh, yeah, it, it was a great trip. The people were very excited. You know, they got a couple fish. The fishing's uh, winding down. You know, the last couple of years, October is just. That's what it's been, wind-down season, man. Uh, 
I don't know. I see a lot of people getting a lot of these big fish. We caught a big one last year, as we talked about before, but uh, just seems to be winding down, man. A lot of it has to do with the weather. The weather gets so tough, I just you just can't get in there and do what you want to do. Yeah, just fish smaller water. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah it. Uh, you know, you 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 brought up. You know, you 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 tell people how to work the raptor. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, just with the emails and the messaging that I'm getting from the people that listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. it's, you know, I, it might seem silly to you, but, you know, to it, I'm much newer at, at musky fishing than you, but it was still like the jerk bait. Like people think jerk baits are gliders. When you say, you know, this is how you work it, try to instruct someone who would listen to this podcast on how you would work a, a jerkbait, whether it's a, a suic, a reef hog, a raptor, you know, just generally how, how you would do it, just for the people that are new that, you know, think that it has some, you know, magic movement to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, most of the baits that I've ever used, you know, the, the Leos, the Wileys, the Suics, reef hogs, I mean, they're, they're, you know, you're not looking for a lot of that side to side. It's a, it's a pull, pull, Stop, pull, you know, it's a, you know, it, 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 it's almost like a straight, a dart, the way fish actually swim. You know, they don't swim around in circles like a glider. The only fish you ever see going at is an injured fish. That's what that thing's probably imitating. Most of those fish are down there. They just dart around, you know, a little bit of side to side maybe. But pull it, uh, I would say I'm probably trying to slow, slow, slow it down a little bit right now. Um. You know, sometimes I'm doing a big rip. You just, you, you throw that thing out there, angle that rod down, pull straight down on it. You know, the way we're fishing, I'm trying to get it down there. I want to pull it a couple times, pull, let it pause. I reel up that slack, pull it, reel up that slack. But, uh, you know, I'm fishing, you know, we're fishing out in the deeper water weed edges and, uh, you know, the deeper edge of those weeds because, uh, you know, uh, the weeds are so high right beside there, you can't really fish them. So, uh, you know, I'm concentrating on that edge and trying to find weeds that I can fish in. I, I, you know, you love to see those weeds that are, maybe you're in 10, 11 feet of water, but the weeds are growing up three or four feet. I mean, that's just ideal conditions. And I want to do a couple of those nice long pulls and get it down there. Once it's down there with the raptor, it's going to just stay there. Now, what, why is... Why is three to four foot of weeds, now I know the answer, and 10 foot of water ideal? Uh, you know, that's just, I mean, that's just ideal. When I can find that somewhere <laughs> I can catch fish, there's always, uh, you know, you have your open water fish that are out there chasing the open water bait fish. Uh, those, those, those fish can be tough. You know, when you find them and you get into a good bite, it can be crazy. I mean, you can just lay those fish out there. Uh, but then, you, you know, it's the whole lake. Sometimes we catch them out over 30 feet of water, but they're only 6, 8 feet down. Uh, they can be anywhere in that water column. There's one constant in this sport. I don't care how the weeds are dying. I don't care what they look like. But, you know, when you can find, I've caught them in October in dead stick-type weeds. If the bait fish are still holding in there, you're always going to be able. If you can find those weeds like that, or you know, there, there, there's always going to be some fish hanging around those weed edges. It's just a constant. Uh, 
dry when we're going to cast. And uh, they talk about fish abandoning the weeds when they start dying. And I don't, I just, I've never seen that, you know. I've been in areas where all the fish are all out of the weeds. The, the, the weeds are dying and they're dead. Those bait fish are still in there. And if the bait fish are still in there, there's still muskies hanging around in there. That's just the ideal, you know, to me, that's the ultimate ideal thing. Uh, the fish, it's a perfect ambush spot. You know, the fish work those heavy weeds and, and they end up out of that edge and you can you can fish for them there. And uh, yeah, so, yeah, I'm so, always looking for that. <laughs> yeah, so that's not to say that the fish aren't, there's some fish up in the thick weeds you can't fish. It's just you're targeting that edge yeah. taper off because you can work a bait through there. It, it's easier to work. When I take people up into those thick weeds, there's fish up in there, but you've got to pick the pockets. You've got to you know, pull a lot of weeds. You've got to work the baits differently. You've got to use the different baits to stay up high. And, uh, you know, that's hard to do with, with, with newbies when you're fishing in the weeds with people that aren't familiar with the sport. Uh, they're, they're, they're just solidly pulling weeds all the time. So I spend most of my, I spend my time out there anyhow. I just think we encounter bigger fish when we're fishing out like that. And uh, there's always fish working that weed bed going in and out. And, uh, you know, it's all timing at that point. You keep going through and, uh, you know, sometimes you don't see fish. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when you got this constant area like that, when I don't see fish, it doesn't really bother me that much. I'm, I'm like, well, yeah, I need to do that again because... We're liable to encounter five of them this time. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that all comes down to, you know, what you enjoy doing. But, yeah, it's just easier to fish there. You know, there's always fish related to the weeds. You know, they're not carp. They don't fall to the bottom. You know, some of these places in this lake, you're fishing the edge of the weeds, and if you would throw one off the back end of the boat, you'd be in 40 feet of water off some of these big deep holes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've caught a lot of those fish casting a bait that's just getting down four or five feet like a raptor. And it's not like they come out of those weed beds and they just suck right to the bottom and go down there 40 feet down. They move straight in and out. That's the same way we get a lot of those fish trolling, you know, trolling past there. It's not that I'm running real deep, but I'm 40 feet of water. I know there's a weed bed right beside us. And, uh, you know, they, they, they tend to hover and cruise in and out on a, you know, straight, you know, perpendicular line rather than, uh, you know, sucking to the bottom or staying right down on the bottom. And that, you know, I, I find that everywhere we went, everywhere I've ever been fishing, you know, I'm not really worried about how deep the water is. If there's weeds right beside us, you know, uh, that's, that's the zone I'm targeting. Vance, what zone are you targeting? I fish weed related all the time too. I mean, you only fish one lake. I only fish one lake. I, I do not only <laughs> fish one lake. I've fished many a lakes before. If I'm pike fishing, I'm doing the same thing. I'm a weed guy. I love I love finding the weeds. Uh, so you're for the, the legalization of weed? Uh, <laughs> I'm not touching touching on that. But uh, Okay, so you're um, a weed guy. Yeah, I mean, if you could find a patch of weeds where when the weeds are just starting to grow and they're in three to four foot and you're in, you know, you're over them, you know, it's 10 eight to ten more feet to the surface i mean you could pick apart those areas a lot easier than you could pick uh just a straight edge on that i mean you could go 
if you're over three, you, you have know, more acreage. You have more acreage. So uh, even with you know clients or people that are new into it and, and jerking raptors, you have a a lot better chance of uh, not getting fouled up and just you know encountering a fish that's bumping in and uh, you know cruising through those weeds uh, throughout the day. Um, you know I think that's why working in three to four foot is is so ideal for a jerk bait because uh, you can get you can get in that strike zone easier uh whereas it is to an edge you have to kind of be uh you know more uh precise precise strategic with it um you know i can give you for example i was fishing in the blind with with like no no depth finders or anything like that but i knew uh where the weed edge was uh on on the lake i knew i was in the in in the area. So what I did was I, I lined up parallel to this weed edge and these weeds were, they were thick. They were too, it was, it, it, it's like a wall of weeds. On the, on it, the top. Yeah. Of the, okay. It's, it's a wall of weeds and then there's a steep drop. Mm-hmm. So I line up parallel on it. And the way that I, the way that I fished, um, that day without any depth finders or anything like that is I lined up parallel and I pulled my way through there and I chucked out purposely far just to find that edge mm-hmm. and I shortened my cast up and I just kind of you know I, I found that threw a feeler every once in a while I threw a feeler say okay am I still in that correct position yes I am okay the weeds are I'm, I'm pulling I'm gonna tuck in a little bit tighter and I'm gonna chuck my bait you know maybe just 20 feet and I know that 20 feet from my boat right now is that edge mm-hmm. and um you know I eventually I when I was doing that a fish came up hot on hot on the bait and I was still learning this this new craft that I'm in right now and uh I really wasn't paying attention enough to uh, get the fish to bite but um when you're fishing an edge like that uh using a jerk bait you know to get get down in that strike zone uh against a, a steep break or a weed wall like that you know they 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 work good in that in that uh you know, when you're fishing a weed wall like that, it, it, it works in that way too. You just have to be more precise with your casts. Uh, you know, you're, you're working up and down, uh, the weed wall as opposed to just chucking into, you know, just a acreage of, of three to four footers. I, I like working them both, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to pull through a flat when it's not so easy. I mean, when it's not so weedy, uh, when they're, when it's, thick up to the surface like that and working jerk baits through them like that um but you know with the with the raptor a jerk bait as todd was saying um you know you you give it a couple solid jerks to get to that desired depth and you know you can work it any way you want from there with these with these raptors i mean they're not gonna they're not gonna rise to the surface as quick so i mean after you get those first couple pulls and reeling in your slack and whatnot you could twitch it down there and play with it shorten your jerks and and, in your retrieval at the same time it's going to stay down there um but yeah uh that you're kind of mimicking what todd does absolutely yeah yep absolutely and i would i would i would be doing the same thing if i was using you know a suic when i when i fished with suics and when i fished with reef bogs and in Leos and whatnot, I was doing the same thing. I was, I was, uh, 
you know, pulling a lot harder at the time to keep those wooden wooden baits under the surface to mm-hmm. get the like three to four foot. I was I was I was doing that way, and I caught fish that way. Uh, I just had to work a lot harder to um, keep it there. To keep it there, and 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 in that in 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 that case, when I was fishing with those things, I was looking for more, uh, you know, like of the of the shorter weeds, so I could work over mm-hmm. top of them. Whereas, you know, I didn't feel as comfortable if it was, if there was weeds to the surface and I was still jerking down uh, and I was only getting like two or three feet on those, on those weed walls and whatnot. I wasn't as confident uh, as catching fish in that, in in that scenario. I would, I would switch, I would do something else. I would leave that spot and try and go and find shorter weeds just because uh, the baits weren't getting as deep for me. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll lead in. Last week, end of last week, I did uh, I did a bank trip, an Andy fishing trip. Twenty minutes. Not quite twenty minutes. You were on the phone with me the whole time, just about. Oh yeah. <laughs> but for anyone out there that has, you know, and I'm sure it's other smartphones. Yeah, I just happen to have an iPhone. Those little white earbuds. You know, it, it, I've known this for a couple of years, but I've, I like told my brother-in-law the other day. I said, you know, there's a microphone in that, and you can like talk on the phone with the earbuds, and everything you know is good. In fact, and your hands free, and your hands free, which that means you can go fishing while talking on the phone instead mm-hmm. of looking all crinkled over, yeah, trying to hold against your shoulder. But yeah, um, what was it? I think Zach and Todd last week had their earbuds. They were they were going high tech. Oh yeah, and. Um, <laughs> So anyways, uh, I get to this spot. Now, I know that there's some people that are local that listen to this. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address this to them. You guys don't know this spot. I guarantee it. So it's not the spot you're thinking. Um, <laughs> it's a new spot. It's not a new spot. Make sure if you catch a fish there, you... you uh, Blur everything out. You, you put it in paint, Microsoft Paint, and you... Put some, you know, color squiggly in around. So nobody sees it. Nobody sees it. It's yeah. secret. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this spot, you know, has been very consistent for me. Uh, the water's down a little bit for this time of year. Anyways, so I go there, and uh, it, it's a good hike to get back there. So, anyways, I get back there, and uh, there, there's a nice spot of elevation that I can get, and I can kind of glass over everything. Water was pretty clear. I did, you know. I had the coasters on, so I was seeing the bottom most places. Um, where am I going to go first, this side or that side and whatever? And I'm like, if I was a fish, I'd be over there. So I hike over there, and uh, guess what bait I had on? You probably already knew. I, I think I forget. I would... I would uh, Perch glider. A, a pounder. <laughs> a pounder. <laughs> a two-pounder. <laughs> Three-pounder. I added lead. You did, had, did you? No, I did not. But Todd guessed it. It was my perch stinger. Nice. Because <laughs> that's what I always throw when I go to these yeah. places first. Anyways. And, uh, anyway, so I said, there's going to be a fish there. So I, I, I zing a cast up. Working it, working it. And I see the water hump up. Sucked right down, splash. I'm like, here we go. Got one, set the hook. And I'm like, well, it's not that good of a fish. Well, I'm, I want to see what it is. And, uh, played out a little bit. I even loosened the drag. 
it, it, well, yeah, I had to really loosen it to get to pull some line, but I loosened it a lot. <laughs> Pulled some line. You need some thrill when you're only fishing 20 minutes at a time. Yeah, you do. But yeah. first cast, and I've said in the past, if you catch a fish on the first cast, it's bad luck. Now, I didn't have bad luck that day with Todd when I caught that muskie on the first cast. But anyways, <laughs> I get this little scrappy pike in that probably was 18 inches long. Nice. And uh, Hammer handle. It did not give up. I could have I could have used another person to manage this thing. Really, it was just flipping flopping everywhere. You know, now I don't carry a net with me on the bank, and uh, yeah, but I got all my tools, and I'd get them close, and he'd splash me, take off, get him, you know, I just handline him back in. At this point, I said, I don't care if you get off, but he has like a hook in his back, a hook in his jaw. The other one's trying to catch my hand, oh, and uh, I eventually, you know, shake him free, and he he swam away and. He didn't swim all that far. It was kind of interesting. He swam about five foot out, turned, faced into the current, and just sat there. And, yes, I did try to catch him again. Yeah. He would not bite. Secret, <laughs> this secret spot that, that we're, you're hiding is it's home to an 18-inch pike. It's home to an 18-inch pike. But I do need to tell you that there, this spot, my buddy Tim... I don't have photo evidence, but I have no reason to doubt him. I know I've said this to you too, but I need to clear this up. Has pulled a 47 out of there two years in a row. Yeah. I'll take my chances on a, for a 47 and come up with an 18-inch pike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll live with that. Uh, we've also had many multiple hit days of, I'm assuming, different fish. Mm-hmm. Um, by multiple, I mean sometimes we get three, sometimes we get five hits. It's like Todd said, it's timing. Yeah, I did not see a muskie that day, but I did catch a pike on the first cast. Yeah, which is bad luck. It's bad luck. You know, well, what was it? I saw someone say something like, "Someone said, oh yeah, we we caught a pike, but it had some shoulders on it." And someone's like, saying that you you, you caught a a good pike is like kissing your sister or something. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> 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 I like that one when. Uh... Pete did that video with uh, Project X. Somebody wrote and said, like... Trolling is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, my, my I told my girlfriend, I trolled. Yeah. We should see other men. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should start seeing other men now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that was a great... Yeah, I, 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 I get a check out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, that was my... I, I fished for probably a total of 45 minutes. I actually was in the truck longer than I drove. Mm. Round trip. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't forty-five minutes one way to, to get this place. But um, yeah, that, that I, I worked that. And are, Vance, how are about, you? A, are you a blur outer of your if, of your pictures? No, because I know how to take a photo. Yeah, <laughs> it's real easy. Todd, are you a blur outer of your pictures? Do you do you put no, them on I, the computer? No, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know There's this. Lots of people say you took a picture. I can see your GPS coordinates, and I can see the background. I know just where you caught that fish, and I'm like, go for it. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's it, a little bit different because it's like it is definitely different for you, Andy. I mean, you're fishing small areas on on creeks and small lakes. I mean. Out here at Chautauqua, I can already tell you, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing next year. Mm-mm. Uh, this year is getting wound down. Where we're catching them this year, we're, we're, we almost have the same amount of fish in my boat this year as we did last year, and two-thirds of them 
are not related to anything that we did last year. <laughs> and that happens every year, time of the year. Just, uh, but, you know, that, that's a different sufficiency. I, I mean, you, all, you always have your go-to spots, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it, the go-to spots just aren't even go-to spots. But you're in definitely in a different situation. It, it's kind of funny because, like, since I've kind of helped out these, you know, these handful of guys around here the last, I don't know, three years or so, it has gotten to where when they send out one of those mass text messages to where when someone replies to it, you get it too. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny because, like, not so much this year. The, the guys were, were busy, but, like, last year it was someone sent out a fish photo. And they wouldn't even, like, oh, how big was that? They would start calling out the spots. Yeah, It was just, like, Oh, you caught that off of this in this lake, or you know, what are you doing over there? That's my spot, you know. And they're just that they're that was the thing is, you know. And I've I've come that way too. Someone holds up a fish photo. Oh yeah, that's a nice fish. Okay, what's on their deck of their boat? Yeah. Okay, they're not going to tell you what they caught it on, but why is that? Yeah. Medusa sitting there. Yeah. What you know? Oh, you caught that cast, and why are there trolling rods everywhere still in the water? Yeah. And, and you you look for the lies. Yeah. Which makes you know kind of cynical. You start looking at everything but the fish. Yeah, and you're looking around and... Yeah, that's funny. And I, and I told that story about Joe's hole. There was there was a prominent couple trees that were easy to identify. That's why it's like, if I'm on the bank, I'm like, well, I got red brush behind me. You're not going to pick out that red brush. Even if I had a 10-foot section of red brush, I said, find this you exact angle. You need to start angle. taking like a backdrop with you. Well, if I'm not taking a net, I'm not going to take a, like a, take a beach and a palm tree. Yeah, like a palm tree or, or like, a, yeah. you know, get like a, a queen size, uh, you know, bedding, like a big white sheet, <laughs> you know, hang yeah. that in the tree and then just stand there. That's a good idea. It, a good, it would be hilarious. Yeah. If we if we go bank yanking, yeah. I'm going to make you haul the bed sheet. That's fine. We'll, it, we'll do that. We'll have some fun. We could, yeah, we could, we could, we could stage it. We could stage we it. We could make it look like, uh, I you know, we, like tropical, and then say that you know we've we've seen muskies oh in gosh. the Caribbean. We, 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 know, we get like that. Yeah, it hit my great barracuda halfway in. Yeah, craziest <laughs> thing happened when we were trolling for blue marlin. Hooked a muskie. You know, any backdrop you want. Yeah. Well, we we could just have it that green, so it's all green screen. Oh, there you go. And then we can just all oh, the green screen. That'd be cool. <laughs> be like, yeah, we caught this muskie on Mars. Yeah, there you go. You have the rover in the background. Yeah. <laughs> because there was water up there. If there's water, there's got to be muskies. Oh, definitely. They're up there. <laughs> we'll find them. <laughs> I'll have the muskie like blindfolded so, with ISIS I, I, about to be. I've seen you a little God. bit uh, zipping around the lake there, Vance. Uh, yeah, hanging on for dear life. How's it going? Give us a give us the boat update, more or less. All right, so I get the boat. Go five days ago. Five days ago on the uh, the eighth, I pick it up. I go to tell everyone again what it is. It's the Alumacraft two hundred five competitor tiller. First one. First one. You have the documents to prove it. Documents to prove it. I mean, that really doesn't mean anything. It's kind of of a cool thing you know i have the first one uh to hit the water um outside of what they tested with and whatnot is that for and this is the first one with i mean this is the first setup too because it has that verado on the back of it the 200 did you frame that certificate no it's crinkled up in my front seat underneath a bunch of other uh 
okay. things I need so to So you really don't care and, about it. Yeah, I don't I don't really care about it. I just care that it, it works. Okay. And it's not quite It's deep. not there yet. It's not there yet. No. So I I picked the boat up. Me and my dad go up big day, you know, picking the boat up. What's that cliche, you know, best days of your life or Day you get it. Day you get it, and the day you sell it. Well, the both both times I've all uh, you know I bought two in the in the past year. That does not ring true for me. The, is it? Do you think it's the Illumicraft curse? No. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's evidence pointing towards that. But so if it was a ranger, you know, I buy the I buy the boat out of state, uh, and then you know I think I finally think everything's going to. You know, everything is going to be smooth finally. You know, it was pretty hectic coming up to it. You know, you get the insurance. You make sure everything's right, you know, because you want to go there. And you want to pick the boat up. And Have you want all to go your ducks in a row. And put it on the water. And you know, it'd be like It'd be like, okay, I just bought this car, but I'm not going to... I'm just going to walk home from the lot here and I'll pick it up tomorrow. I'm not going to right. run it. We're going to use bed. that car... Uh, reference later on because I know where some of this is going. Okay. Because everyone out there in podcast land, Todd and I pretty much know the story. But yeah, we're gonna ask questions anyway. Andy especially knows the the story because every I, time I, I call him, there's a problem. But anyway, <laughs> so pick it up. You know, uh, I got my dad coming up. All this stuff's riding on this day. We're gonna go and we're gonna you know. Now where's your dad from? That's from Pittsburgh. Okay, so, so Pitt- he drives up. He drives up two hours north. He meets me. We're going another hour north to pick the boat up, um, and then we're gonna go and drop. Isn't it two? Drop it on it, two hours to Pittsburgh. I mean, it's like an hour and a half. Okay, you know, so, so three and a half hour drive. Three and for, and your, half. for your papa. Yeah. So and then all of a sudden it comes down to a registration thing. So you know the thing has to be registered in you know where you're living, uh, and you know I'm living in PA, so. Not New York. The the dealer contacts me the night before. He's like, you know, I I don't know how we how you really do this, but I mean, it's not registered, um, so I don't know if you're going to be able to drop it anywhere the first day. And I was, and this is at eight at night. My dad's on his way up. He's coming up to sleep at my place. We're going to wake up early in the morning. We're going to go get it. So well, it was courteous. At least it wasn't ten at night. At least it wasn't ten at night. It was only eight. So, you know, this happens, and uh, I'm just like, geez, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to go and pick this thing up, drive it all the way back to PA, sit at a DMV, and everybody, if anybody's ever been to a DMV, I'm sure if all the listeners have, it's a very, very terrible time. It's always long. So I'm going through all these hypotheticals, and I'm driving up there, and I'm as mad as a hornet. Mm-hmm. Is it mad as that hornet that I killed last week? With WD-40, yes. Okay. And so we go and we, we, we pick the thing up. And when I get there, the dealer's like, you know what? We'll give you these dealer plates so that you can Or go. did you go there and say, I need your dealer plates? Well, and slam I, your fist I, down. Went there, I went there. I called him on the way up. I was like, you know what? This could have been avoided. I could have registered this thing while it was sitting, while you guys were working on it. We had all the serial numbers. While you were assembling, we, yeah. Yeah, we hit, you know, this... Could this have been avoided? And I kind of left it open-ended mm-hmm. up there. And, you know, after doing that, they did the right thing. They gave me the opportunity to, to be, be able, able to drive your boat. To <laughs> drive <laughs> the thing off the lot and 
Not get arrested. And not get arrested. So, you know, because I thought it was good for, you know, but the last boat I bought was in PA. I thought it was they good. They gave you temp tags and they all that They give you temp stuff and, and whatnot. So we do that, you know, and, and we, we eventually, we go and, and we, uh, you know, they give me a, a rundown of the boat and all this stuff and it's taken a while. So we, we did, go. Did they show you how to work it? They, they give me a, a rundown. I'll just put it. Put it that way, you know. They give me a rundown. This stick you grab onto. This stick you. This is forward, neutral, and reverse. By the way, don't shift that in reverse with the motor shut off. Right. Exactly. So, it's a brand new boat. You kind of gotta, you you know, you learn things, but you never learn until you hit the water with it. Uh, It's it's a lot different. You know, everything took a little bit longer, even from backing it up to getting it off the trailer to hang you know pulling the boat out going to park the uh, you know i mean pulling the truck out going to park the truck coming back you know you're you're nervous you're going to scratch it on the first day and all this stuff but luckily there was no wind on that day so it kind of went really smooth there you know you turn it over and and the engine starts and you know you you just want to go from there so we uh we eventually get get into the water, and you know when you when you break in a uh, a motor, you know you got to f- follow those guidelines, and you know I kind of like to, you know if this is what I'm supposed to do, I, I kind of like it put in front of me. Do this for a couple hours, and then you know for hour three, four, and so on through ten. I kind of like you follow a guide. the book. I follow the book just to, you know, so I don't void void any warranties. Cover or, your butt. You know I. I just, I like to do that, you know, that some people don't, some people don't, some people like to just get in there and let her rip and let her rip, which I, you know, I, I that, that might work for people and whatnot, but we get in the boat, it's, you know, everything's going okay, but it's not, it was, what do you notice off the bat that, that didn't feel right? What, well, I get in the boat and we're driving around with it. And you know, I'm it's a it's a two hundred horsepower tiller. There's a hydraulic steering with it. Mm-hmm. There's a couple YouTube videos on these on this specific setup um, with the motor and the uh, tiller assist, the uh, the power steering, the, the power steering um, that just were not adding up to how my setup was going at the time. I was basically driving. A 200 horsepower motor with no help. I mean, I, it was all my, under my power. Uh, so you know, imagine hanging on to 200 horse, you know, 200 horsepower, just flapping in the wind back there. I mean, you need two hands to do it. And sometimes I was holding on with two hands mm-hmm. um, because you know I get the thing. It, you know, it fired up. It got out, got out of the hole like a gem and. You know, I'm driving it, you know, I, I open it up for a minute at a time, and it's still not, there's there's no power steering on it, so I'm, you know. So you're skipping across the water. I'm skipping across the water and, and hanging on for dear life, but I still don't know. I'm like, okay, is this normal? Is this, does it take a couple hours for it to set in? What, you know, what, what it's do new. I expect here? It's new. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing, so I mean, maybe maybe this is normal initially. Um, but yeah, I'm skipping across the water. I'm hanging on for dear life. The things that I liked about it, I mean, it, it rides smooth. It rides so much smoother than my, my old boat. Um, 
you know, it's wider. It sounds a little bit different. It feels a little bit different. Um, you know, it's just an all-around fantastic feeling getting into that. You know, it, it's it's a definite upgrade. Uh, but I would say so. Those things are. It was tough to concentrate on those things because there were so many problems. I mean, there was a couple problems, but they were huge problems. Um, generally, when you you know you need safety out there. When I'm driving with a stick and hanging on for dear life, I mean it it it, get, it gets hairy a little bit. You know, if it, I mean, if you're buzzing across that water at forty some miles an hour and you hit a wake. You hit a wake. I mean, that thing could that could thing could easily crank do, on you. Do whatever it wanted to my arm. You know, I mean, if I wasn't hanging on with two, with, with two hands, so I it, I knew that something something was going on there. It also wasn't. It was it was fighting you like just no, it, yeah. it, it kind of you know. Yeah. If you're dealing, you know, if you trim all the way down. The, the boat wants to pull you a, a certain way. Mm-hmm. You're trimmed up. The boat wants to pull you a different way. With this hydraulic steering, it's not supposed to do that. It's not supposed to move unless you move it. Unless I move it. So, I knew something was wrong out of the gates there. But, um, so, I you know, I, I take it out a, cu- a couple more days. You know, that kind of got ruined with my, with my dad there. We were going to, you know, drive around a little bit, fish a little bit, and, you know, call it a day. And then... Uh, you know, all those problems arise, and I'm all, you know, I'm, everything's kind of settling in, you know, I'm kind of upset about it, and how it's not ready, and, uh, you know, it's just going to keep setting me back, and I'm going to have to take it back up there, and all this other stuff, you know, the yep. norm, normal stuff that, you know, a curveball to all your plans, and, and whatnot, um, you know, and uh, I, I eventually, throughout the course of the, the, the past couple of days I've been off, I... I eventually finished out the the break-in period. The steering never, uh, never got better. Um, you brought it out to me. I brought it. Yeah, I brought it Sunday. Uh, yeah. And Do you want me to give the rundown? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So that that tiller is not supposed to turn unless your hand is on the grip, the throttle grip. Uh, the throttle grip has a little bit of wiggle to it. It's meant to have a wiggle. Uh, I'm going to say five degree wiggle. That wiggle is hooked up to a linkage. That linkage actuates a valve in this little manifold block for the power steering. So when you want to go one way, it adds force to to the steering cylinder to turn it. So if your hand isn't on it, it should be locked up solid. So I'm like, well, thinking about it because I'm at work and it's a lot more fun to think about boats and fishing at work Mm -hmm. than work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, geez, I wonder if maybe that linkage out of adjustment. Now, I figured out the linkage by calling up exploded parts diagram from different <laughs> boating resources online, and it was not easy to find it. Anyways, I said, maybe that's out of adjustment. So he brings it over. I, I pick the tiller up. I take the screws out, and I'm looking. I'm like, well, okay, here's the manifold block. There's there's like four uh, hoses going to it. I'm like, before I start screwing with this this adjustment here, let's see if the hoses are routed correctly. Now, I didn't know this till after the fact, but Todd guessed what, what the issue was. So I'm like, okay, Vance, where is um, your hydraulic steering pump? And he says, it's in one of these compartments. And there's literally like a thousand compartments on the back of this boat. 
I'm like, oh, that, that's a live well. Oh, what's this? This is some other kind of storage. Oh, here's rods. Oh, there's seven batteries laying in this one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, finally, I open up a compartment. And there it is. So I pop it off. Big sticker. Oh, it geez. says, fill reservoir to the top with 0W30 synthetic power steering fluid. Yeah. I'm going to say this reservoir, it's, it's somewhat clear. It's like a white kind of clear yeah. but you can see the fluid line and it's probably six inches deep and it probably had an inch in there yeah. like, well let's open up this lid up and you open the lid up and there's literally almost no fluid in yeah. it it's dry it's dry as a bone so i'm like okay well, let's let's dig up some manuals we find the manual and i read the procedure on how to bleed it and in the in the procedure book it said um it's like a paragraph and like four little steps it's not hard it's not hard it's not hard at all um it basically says, fill it to the line. Turn it work on. The, turn it on, work the system, right. and do this until it stops pulling from the fill line. Keep, continue filling it up. Yep. You know, which makes sense. You're pulling fluid you through the system. You gotta replace it. And you gotta, gotta replace it. Well, assuming that they... <laughs> they did not do this. They did it's not. obvious they did not do this. Yep. Um, and you, you talk to them, and they... You don't have to run the motor to, to, to actuate this system. It's, it's a 12-volt system. It's not running off gasoline power. Yeah. So you don't even have to have the motor running to, to do this. And they said something to the effect of, if, if I can paraphrase what I think you told me, is they, we filled it up and we, can, we couldn't bleed it because we couldn't run the motor. Yeah. And then we flipped the next page and it says... <laughs> basically by the way you don't have to turn the motor on or yeah or, or run it to and if you bleed if during the initial bleeding if you get air in the line it's going to take four times longer it says that in writing yeah to bleed it and i'm like well i would imagine there's some air in those lines you know yeah right because now. you have i put 10 hours on the damn thing 10 hours of steering now yeah, yeah. there's definitely some air 10 hours of hanging on for my life you know, I wonder if you'd had a lawsuit had you wrecked that and, and it wasn't set up properly. Oh, God. I mean, if anybody would know to dig there, it would probably just be like, you know, a well, crazy boater wrecks jackass. I bet you there would be some liability. And then they'd there. be like, look at that stupid young punk with a 200 horsepower. What, Taylor, what a dumbass. Yeah. What's he think he is? Some cowboy? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know. <laughs> I can tell you, Vance has been up a couple times to the boat launch, and it's uh, they're talking about it, man. Yeah. People well, how can you not? That. People are talking about that boat. I mean, they're like that guy with the that brand new Lumicraft with that big two hundred on it. What what's up? I, I haven't said much. You should say you got to watch out. There's going to be a PV sticker on it next year. Stay. They, just tell him stay far away. He but, is a yeah, horrible boater. Exactly. Don't you, get too close don't to let yeah. on the trail. He has, he has <laughs> a, he can't yeah. hear the damn thing. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> he might look all cool and all, but uh, he has absolutely no control. Stay away when that umbrella's up. Oh, God, yeah. The I'm all about the image up there. We gotta... Yeah, I mean, it, a lot. everybody, they stop me there and they're like, they're like, oh my God, look at that boat. That's, you know, crazy looking. I, did, you, I, did you say, this is my weekend boat? You should see my weekday boat. I just, I just say, yeah, it's the first one. I'm, you know, I, 
I don't know what to say about it because I have such mixed emotions about it because the damn thing doesn't work. I want to say this thing it wasn't sucks right properly. now. <laughs> you know, but... Yeah, I mean, I, pu- I pulled out, there was a 620 Ranger and a big 621 Ranger. I mean... So you were sitting next you know, to like $150,000 in boats. Yeah, and then I pull, I pull up, you know, next to him. Those guys come over and they look at it and they're like, wow, that's, that's an incredible boat, you know. It's, it's, I really like the way the hull lays out. I mean, I, I, like, I, like, I like the way the bow... And this is like the hull, not not the layout inside. I mean, I like the layout inside, but I, I look at how how a boat sits on the trailer, and to me, it's it's musky fishing platform. Oh, it's insane! It's nine it's nine feet of of plat. It's nine foot, and it's at, at the oh. widest, it's it's eight foot wide. You know, when it eight when it tapers wide. down to now, what's what's nine foot? The the casting platform. The casting platform is nine foot Deep. in the front. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, it's my, it's, it's a, it's my dream boat. It'll be my last boat. I mean, it, I won't need a boat. No, it won't. I, f- fishing, this is, this is it for me. I mean, this is. You're done. Yeah. I mean, unless I get a, a windshield let, you know, later in life. But th- I mean, this thing is, it has so much potential and I'm so excited about it. And Todd, did you, you hear just, that? You want, you want yeah. st- stuff. He, he, he said that you're old. No. Yeah, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> when he gets old and he doesn't want to get pelted, by the way, I, I tell you, like, <laughs> a day like today, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't imagine trying to go. Oh, I know. 50 miles an hour without a windshield today. Oh, it was <laughs> brutal. we were all huddled down in the little corner, you know, Mike, you know, the people that came fishing with me, I mean, great people. They had a... a they were hardcore. They really weren't cold, but you know, it was. It got to halfway through the day, and I was like, you know, uh, on days like this, I'm I'm not sitting here trying to say, you know, you booked a full day, you're paying the full day, we're going to do a full day. Mm-hmm. You guys want to get headed back to Rochester? We we got the fish yesterday and some serious nasty wind, uh, mm-hmm. but we were all huddled under that. As we were driving down Lake, everyone was. We were all huddled together under the windshield. Oh, that's so. It's so much nicer. I, yeah, it's yeah. different. I took, <clears throat> I took my my <clears throat> girlfriend out for a dangerous boat ride. Uh, I didn't really fill her in on how dangerous terrible. it really was. <laughs> <laughs> how dangerous it really was. And, and Did you make her drive? <laughs> no. Yeah, I was like, yeah, come come out. We'll we'll go for a ride. You know, first time in the boat. Everything's fine. I didn't tell her that I, I I'm that horrible. You had no power steering. Later, later in the night, she was like, are you, "Have you been drinking all day? Why are you? Why was the? Why were you swerving all over the lake? What's going on here?" But it was so cold out that day, at, in 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 windy and whatnot, and the waves were big. I had her just lay down in the. I was like, "Just tuck under here. We'll, we'll treat it like a windshield." And of course, I'm getting blasted with everything—the wind and the water and all that stuff. I mean that. Having the, having the uh, the windshield is is so nice, but you know, oh, it's, it, they're 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 going to get it all fixed up for you, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we, yeah, I mean, like uh, when I was talking to Todd after you left that day, and I, and you know, Todd's like, "That's what I I, I said that I I'm like, you called it, yeah. I didn't know you called it, but you you called it. It sounded like it didn't yeah. have any fluid, and it felt that way. Yeah. If anybody out there's ever played like a pneumatic cylinder. 
you can, you know, there's some compression and, you know, it'll have a little bounce back. And I was feeling that in the tiller. I'm like, man, there's not even, feel like fluid in here. Yeah. I mean, and I knew something was wrong. You know, that's the first thing I said when I was sitting there with the people. I was like, is that supposed to move like that? Because I remember in this video that I watched, the guy reaches back off the throttle and touches the tiller, the shaft. The arm. The the arm, the tiller arm. And he goes to move it and the thing doesn't move. That's the first thing I do. I hop up in the boat. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. I turn and I look at this giant motor. It's insane looking. It looks like... Like Darth Vader's like head, it's crazy, and I I go and I reach the shaft and I'm like moving it and it's moving left and right, just like it's a Canadian lodge boat, you know, <laughs> with like a like twenty five you know, off the back, yeah, twenty five off the back that has like six thousand different you know motor brand parts in it and it's moving <laughs> like crazy. I'm just like, what? The? I was like, is this supposed to do this? And they're like, oh yeah. Yeah, that's like, how you steered, I was son. Like, okay, <laughs> like, whatever. I thought you had a boat. I was like, okay. That's the move. You can't go straight all the time. <laughs> and, and that where's know, the rudder? <laughs> and, they, and, and that is true. I did not. I don't think I went straight once. But <laughs> when but, you're sitting in that boat driving up the lake, Vance, it's, you look it. The, the motor is taller than you. That motor's taller than me in person. That's, I mean, that's that's deceiving though. Depth is deceiving, and that's part of the, the reason that is because I was like actually bear hugging that tiller arm trying to steer it. That motor is six foot tall. If it wasn't as windy those days you saw me, you'd probably hear me screaming like a little girl too. <laughs> it, it, it's crazy, you know. I got, I have a one fifteen on the back of my my little rinker dink bathtub. This and it's like, nice it's like, I don't know, four foot tall. And then you go to like Vance's 200. It's literally like when you trim that motor down on the trailer, the skeg is like a couple inches from, from the ground. Yeah. You cannot take the hood off this motor on flat ground. Mm-mm. You have to get up in the boat and you, you pull this off and it's the, everything's just murdered out. It's all black. I'm like, Oh, there's your supercharger, and this yeah. must be some kind of cooling unit. And it's it, it's for being super complex. There's not a whole lot of external stuff yeah. in that motor. There's not like there's wires, but they're they're tucked nicely. You know, you take off my 115, and you're like, what's this hose doing? There's gas dripping out of this yeah. one, and this and that. It's yeah. It seems like the you know with that Verado too. Everything that I'm comfortable with changing is easily accessible. Oh, that oil filter's like right out. Right out in the open. Yeah, the filter, you, you're gonna plugs. you're gonna dump a ton of oil over over everything because the filter isn't upside down. It's right. It but but yeah, I'll I, be doing that. The, oh, that's, <laughs> that's right. I'll, I'll just I'll just pawn everything off. I'm spent though. I don't feel like doing anything after after this this whole experience. I mean, it it literally is. It's taken a month of fishing away from me. I and and I'm I'm ready to be done i mean i've i've okayed myself with i'm probably not going to fish much anymore maybe one or two days who knows after everything's said and done you know but i kind of i signed up for it it's it's different from the time i hook it up pull it out and park it at the end of the night i got to trim the whole thing down to fit it in the garage that skeg is is inches off the ground and i got a, a 2b chip driveway you know when i was backing it in the first time it was pitch black tell me you dug up you just plowed that in 
No, I, 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 I mean, I, I, I inched by inch back it, it, to to get it into into the garage. I, I moved it a little bit, got out, looked, moved it a little bit more, got out, looked, did, and kept doing that. And with it trimmed all the way down, I have a seven foot garage door. Okay. Okay, and this thing trimmed all the way down. It's like it's close to seven foot up in the air. So I was, Crazy. I was like, okay, I might have made a huge mistake here. Because I don't know if this thing's getting in this garage right now. This was this was the first night, and I don't. Oh, we had a podcast that night. That's what it, it you, was. You brought it here. I, I brought I, it here, and then I drove home. We had a, the a two and a half hour muskie slash deer. And yeah, we had Baker on. We had Baker on, and that was last week. So I I get home around. God, I don't know. Oh my gosh, we it was late. I mean, it was the Midnight. next day. It was the next day. So I mean, it's like one a.m. And I'm trying to line this thing up to push it in my garage and all this crazy stuff's going on. I don't even know if it's going to fit. And I'm out there like just all disheveled <laughs> and screaming and you the lights the are on. four inches off the hood. The dogs are barking in the house. Everybody's woken up. The lights go on. Then I'm all flustered You had a tree fall that. through your house. So. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it, it was, it's, it's completely different. But once everything gets settled down, it's going to be a great fishing boat. And I'm gonna love it, and I'm just gonna keep telling myself that, and okay myself with it, and because it's been a rough couple of days. I mean, it's been a, it's been a rough process, but it's easy to dwell on those things. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was. I remember when you started up to to leave last Thursday when we did that podcast. I've never seen this on a trailer, and Todd knows what I'm talking about. In front of yep. the fenders. There's like a little step, a little triangle step, and there's a cutout that says Alumacraft, and there's like a little piece of plexiglass or something there. There's a light that lights up when your lights are on, and it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. It says Alumacraft. It says Alumacraft, and it's lit, lit up mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. And uh, it's just a really nice finishing touch on that trailer, which is one of the reasons you had to wait so long, because they dropped the ball on, someone dropped the ball on ordering the trailer for your boat. Yeah. Yeah, the boat came in. It came like it, it, it's, it, it had to be pieced together. I mean, I think the motor came first, then the boat came, and it sat outside on styrofoam for a week, and then the trailer came three weeks later. So during all this time, you know, I'm, I'm you know, there's, there's a little miscommunication. I mean, clearly with, with everything coming, and, you know, I think this boat's coming, so I got my other boat. I kind of closed that up and winterized it and get it for ready to be sold by the way it's still for sale anyone out there still for still for sale winter special runs better than the other one right now 75 percent off it's not true (laughs) (laughs) um what's the advance out in that other one here breathe now (laughs) he's gonna make me put everything back in the other boat exactly yeah he's gonna he's gonna drop it on the andy andy put all these yeah yeah i've made a mistake back on the other one i'm going back out no you you I'll guarantee you that they're going to get that to taken care of really quickly. I mean, the best part of the story that I heard was when Vance made a call to Mercury about the motor and uh, oh, just yeah. got a hold of a tech or, you know, a, you know, you know, customer from, service. Uh, yeah. Customer service. And uh, he's like, yeah, I just did this, this, I bought this boat and I'm having this problem. And the guy said, yes, we were expecting your call. Yeah. I call him, I call him up. I call up Mercury. I'm like, are, are these? Because I got it over the weekend, so the dealer was 
kind of closed up for the weekend. Uh, my salesman was gone, and the and the manager was off. Yeah, Cabela's was open, but the marina part was well, now everybody knows where. <laughs> well, you, you said it before. Did I? Yeah, you did. So, okay, so yeah, so I so Cabela's is is pretty much uh, closed up there. So I call Mercury and I just say, you know, I I tell him my name, I tell him what I'm running, and and that's exactly what they say. They're like, oh yeah. Uh, we've been expecting your call. There's a lot of eyes on what's going on with that boat. Everybody wants to know what's going on. Uh, and basically saying that I was the tester for this setup. Um, and I'm like, wow. I was like, that's, that's great. That's an honor. But, you know, I'm not some sponsored yeah. TV Bass Pro $100,000 tournament kind of guy. This is on my own nickel and in my own dime, and, and, and I, it, it's and, caused and me a lot of stress. You know, it was like, you know, it, it, was, just, it was just crazy. But they, they've, they worked with me. and How do you rate their customer service? Fantastic. I mean, I think it's, I, I mean, I think it's great. I mean, they answer... I mean, it's like opening up like an, an encyclopedia or like a dictionary. They, it seems like they, they knew answers to every question i had so they were not obvious you know indians from india yeah i mean if you that are trying to speak with a texas accent like if i if if say i opened up i took like the the hood off the motor and i and i was just like okay i'm looking at an orange thing right now and it's connected to this blue wire they'd be like okay that's your boom they know exactly what you're looking at it's incredible you know, I mean, it's like knowledgeable with their products. Yeah, it's it's you know they they're quicker to you know quicker than you know broadband internet and Google search engine when when it comes to that stuff. It's you know I yeah. I, I think they're fantastic and dealing with a lot of people over the over the past uh, you know year a year and a half with boats and purchasing and salesmen and managers and stuff like that. Mercury's stood out uh, phenomenally. I mean. I bet you, <clears throat> when I if if I call up Mercury tomorrow and I say, "Listen, I got a 1994 and they're gonna say, "Andy, we expected you to call." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my 2002 blew up this year. Oh, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been expecting your call. 125 ELPTS finally blew up for you. We were waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. We we were you looking on your records and you had four thousand hours on that motor. Yeah. <laughs> My little motor's not running. Well, what's wrong with it? Well, you have over five thousand hours on it. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get a new one, you cheap sucker. No, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. So Mercury knows you by first name. Yeah. Did they give you a hotline to where it's just like it rings to the president? I call the same guy. I got a guy. I call a guy. You got a guy. I got a guy. I know a guy that knows a guy. But yeah. You're going places. You know. You're not going to be doing this podcast. You're going to be like Mercury events and... Never. I'll always do this podcast. <laughs> I might be five minutes late every night, but I'm always here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's an experience and, you know, it's just... Level heads prevail. You know, I just, I accept what's going on and I it, I just want it to get made, You want it remedied. Right. And You've got big corp companies that are, have the firepower to get this stuff done and yeah. do it right. You know, it's nice to deal with mom and pops, but sometimes, you know, if, 
if, if you had a mom and pop, a real small shop that's looking to close I'd down. I'd be screwed right now. They, they would say, well, this is where we're winding down. We're going to be closing yeah. up because it's October. We're not going to be dealing. And they're, they're, they're work. Cabela's is working with me. Mercury's worked with me. They've been nothing but they, they've been great. They've been great. Mm-hmm. It's just the first one, the first setup, and... It's probably the first... I don't know anybody with a tiller that's over 25 horse in these parts. Mm. I do not. And to have one that's eight times that size mm. with hydraulic hoses and pumps... That's crazy. Crazy setup. I mean... It's it's, it, it's not common around here. So to for I, I could see some stumbling blocks. Now, I wouldn't... Just me, I'm, I'm I'm still, you know, you might have some old tech guy there that, that had a shop and it closed down and he's working for Cabela's and he just knows the old school, you know, motors. And for me, I'd be like, well, this big tiller, and this is kind of interesting. And I'd be watching YouTube videos and I wouldn't, this, this is me, I wouldn't have let it go if I would have said, this ain't right. Yeah. But. I you know, feel like that. It was just the first, it's the first one, so I mean, it's yeah. growing pains. And I don't it's think it's on anybody because they didn't know either. Nobody, nobody knows, it's obvious it's the first one. You know, Mercury yeah. didn't even know what was going to happen, you know, with it, with this, when it hangs off the boat, you know, is it propped correctly, you know, we're going to, I'm taking it back up there, they're going to run some different props on it, and you know. They're going to dial it right in for you. Yeah, and. It's going to it, work out. It's, um, it's kind of funny because, like, the capacity plate says 200 horse on it. There's only one motor that they... Well, they could do a Pro XS or an Optimax on it. Mm-hmm. But it's only one brand of motor that, that could really go on that. Yeah. I didn't see any other... I mean, I could be wrong. Mm-mm. I mean, you, you could obviously power with a 99 if, if you want. If, if Evan Rude has a 200 or... I don't know if they... I think Yamaha goes up to 115. Now, here's the thing. I took it... As crazy as it sounds, I finished those those ten hours of breaking with no power steering and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And on that, those days that Todd was talking about in his fishing report, uh, where you know he had difficult fishing mm-hmm. spots and stuff like that. I mean, when you get that south wind and stuff, it blows like right up the lake. So it, some, you know, the the basin of the lake. I mean, it's just kicked up everywhere. Unless you're hiding behind like a specific point, and then you got you know maybe a a football field. Of flat water, mm-hmm. so I take it out, kind of not under my own control, but I steer into like directly into where all these waves are emptying into, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'm in this bay, and I'm like, wow, this is crazy, you know. <clears throat> I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna turn the boat, and I'm gonna see if this is going to be, you know, a smooth rider. I'm gonna, I'm gonna t- try and test the potential. I turn the boat around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm looking at, I'm in three foot troughs. And I mean, it's, it's just consistent the whole way up the rest of the like lake. Like that one fishing report me and you did. Yeah. I mean, it's just consistent. Boom, 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 boom. Miles and miles and miles of waves. Okay. I turn the boat around. I hang on for dear life with two hands. And. You gave her the beans. I, I, I get right up on those waves and I was skipping across them. I was on top of these waves. And I felt, I felt in control. It was crazy. I've, I've never... Picture how in control never, you'll feel when you can steer that with two fingers. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. So, and I eventually, like, backed it, backed it off and, and whatnot after 
I said, okay, this is enough. I'm getting fatigued because it's quite a, it's a, a workout, uh, you know, driving for that long with, with no help and whatnot with 200 horses hanging off your arm. But it was, it was, incre- it was incredible. So, I mean, there were some highlights and lowlights in, in the 10 hours that I've, I've had the thing on the water. I've fished absolutely zero times. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was growing pains. I'm if I bought that boat, I probably would have four hours on it this year. Yeah. If, I if that boat would have been delivered to me and I saw it, I don't have four hours on my big motor this year. It would take you the whole season to get the, <laughs> yeah, to get the break to in. Get it broken in. My, my lo- what kind of warranty is on the hull? I, I don't even know. That's one of the papers that are crinkled up that I have to fill out. Okay, I guess that's real important. Crinkle yeah. it up. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of those. Some I left in the boat too, yeah. which is excellent. But I would probably Jesus. If the, if there was a year warranty on that hull, I probably would not have the motor broke in by the time the hull warranty yeah. expired. Hmm. <laughs> twenty minutes at a time. Yeah, you have to hit those twenty minutes up for this. Our our fishing reports. I mean, I, I it's I'm going to tell my wife. I said this is important. Yeah. I have to go fishing, especially with. I got to carry this weight we, now. We are. We, we 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 talked about this before we started the podcast. I mean, this is it, man. My time is winding down. I've been able to. I can do fishing reports for five or six months, but uh, we're putting it on. Uh, Andy's going to take over the other half. So, so when that happens, uh, we're going to have Vance be the MC, so he can worry about. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring it in. I'll go walleye fishing with you one night. Yeah, uh, sometime in between deer season and Christmas. Yeah, you got you have no excuse not to fish now that you got your big buck and and all that stuff. Well, I, I just want to make it clear. I invited Vance to go fishing tomorrow, and he said no. I, I have he to, has to work. I have to work. I'm disheveled though too. I I don't even want to fish. I was gonna take a half a day off work. I'm not even thinking of fishing until the boat's correct. You know, I have no. How can you not be thinking about it? You're you're sitting in the ultimate vessel right now. I I I I can't even think about it. It's I'm I'm just that boat of yours, Andy, has more podcast time than time on the water. Oh my god, that's probably true. I bet you it's probably double. <laughs> Realistically, I think this is the number 15. Oh, my God. We have to have at least 20-some hours of podcast. That's, that's an off. I mean, you could do that at a table. I mean, that's an awfully expensive. <clears throat> we, we could do this on a table, but then it's not a fishing podcast. It's a cooking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, have to, I have to plug a Lumacraft on that boat, though. I mean, it's, it's an awesome... And, and it, it's an awesome setup. I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, I, I haven't put, like, good thought into it yet because I'm looking at something that kind of looks broke down to me right now. Not not perfect, but if I step back and look at the whole thing and the big picture and the potential of it and how I'm going to use it, it's everything that I could ever, ever want in a fishing boat outside of maybe tucking away from these tough fall months um, and, and staying warm. You I'll, have I'll bite a the bullet on that. It it's just it's it's incredible. I mean, you have a thirty six volt, hundred and twelve pound thrust Tarova. Mm-hmm. That what I do you do about one point two miles an hour on high speed? I don't, I don't know. I I haven't I haven't tested it out. The only time I 
I almost threw the whole thing in the lake. Yes. I almost dropped it because I didn't know how to deploy the thing. I mean, I sound like an idiot right now. I sound like I like this is I just bought a but I used to hey, golf, that's all right and then I, I bought a fishing. I had to talk about how my mounts are coming out here and there's pictures of Easter call, photos. I called and, it yeah I, I that's true but I, I had to call Andy. I'm like hey Andy, I, how do I put my trolling motor in the water? I almost took the whole thing off the plate and threw it in the damn water. The whole thing almost came not, up. not on purpose. Not on purpose. I pulled the wrong the you, pushed the you, wrong button. He has he has a quick quick like. Detach plate so you can quickly remove the trolling motor from the boat. Yeah, I don't have that, but I could see when we screwed around, we, we adjusted the trolling motor how it said on your bow. I could see if that thing started to tip, I'm you would have like that. one shot at grabbing yeah. it, and it's still extremely heavy. Yeah, I'm not getting that back up. I'd I'd hold my breath and dive. Yeah, probably. But I mean, it... throw a waypoint quick. Yeah. Absolutely, on on my zero depth finders that were hooked up. Well, you know? then you better start triangulating yeah. stuff with your eyes. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's a it's a it's a great great little <laughs> my zero depth finders that are hooked my up. zero depth finders that are hooked up. But yeah, you definitely have to carry the podcast because I'm I'm okaying myself with being done with fishing. Todd's seasons. Okay, up. so he just got a new boat, only one in the world. Right now, everyone knows his name, and he quit fishing. I'm done. You're done until it, until it, until it's perfect. Might have a, a couple nice days in November. I might get out then. We'll see. What a sop story. Feel bad for me. Huh? Why don't you want? You live so close to Lake Erie. Yeah. I know it's not muskies, but go out there and troll for steelhead. Hey, there's muskies out there too. I don't really care to. You, you're in your boat. I know. But yeah. Hey, this is funny because this is this is relative. Um, Gear Man Steve just texted me. How was the podcast? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> right now. Who right wants now. to know how it's going? Oh, jeez. Oh, gosh. We'll have to have Gear Man Steve on to hear about his St. Clair trip. He was on a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I heard how it went. Also, if... You know, coming up to a close of the, you know, the fishing season and whatnot. If if the listeners out there want to contact, uh, you know, via Facebook, a topics we want to talk about, or, or they want to get on and talk, if they want to get on and and talk about anything. There's, I mean, there's like a plethora of things that we could talk about in the in the uh, in the off season. There's oh yeah, we, we've you know we're gonna have a ton of guys lined up. I know a lot. You know we. Between the three of us, we know a lot of guys in the business, but uh, mostly it's a you. Different because we're not going to be fishing now for six, seven months. So uh, it's all coming up. I might even try to get a hold of some of my clients and talk to them. Some of those guys have gotten into musky fishing. There's, there's all kinds of people we can get on. But man, like Vance just said, anybody who's got a idea, something for us to talk about, uh, a story to tell, story, call us, man. We'll get you on. We get the power to do it. <laughs> yeah, that uh, you know, and it, you know, I know we did a little bit of how to. There's a lot of how to out there on muskies. You know, you know, you got the magazines, you got videos, you, mm-hmm. all those big personalities. We're, 
I know we did the how-to on jerk baits, but I kind of felt that was necessary because that's a very common question. We'll get videos out there too. Uh, you know, me and Todd are going to work together. With, you know, do do little demos of of how to properly use each bait and, and whatnot. I think that would help out a, a lot with people to to put a uh, you know to to actually see them working and and how we're working them and how we get them to you. You know, everybody works them a little bit differently, but. You know the basics. You, know, you adapt it to you. Mm-hmm. Nothing go for any bait. You know. I, I yep. mean, you know, we're we're gonna do 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 some stuff over here. You know, we want to know how how do you pass the time when you're not fishing too. I mean, what do you do in a closed season? You know, a lot of, a lot of seasons are closed uh, nationwide. You know, I, I know you can still fish for them year round in PA, but what do you do when you when to pass the time? You know, you know? what you do. You listen to the Fantasy Musky podcast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then you, you you call in, and well, actually, I'd call you <laughs> after we talk through some emails, and uh, we'll get you on for a guest, and we can talk about stuff. Absolutely. Um, you know, and something I guess we're going to see how many people listen to this, and how many people would like to try some baits. I know it's mid October, but for the rest of October. Since I, uh, I'm still updating the store, you have to email me if you guys want baits. Uh, mention you listened to this or heard this on the podcast, I'll do 10% off all the baits. Nice. So, uh, starting right now. There you go. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, I guess, you know, the big thing, uh, get in contact with us. Uh, we got Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, um, Facebook page, mcfishingguides.com, uh, Fat Easy Musky products uh, on Facebook, fateasymusky.com. Get in touch with us. One of those ways, there's emails, there's messaging. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. I'm getting, you know, like I said, I'm getting more and more people talking. They like it, this and that. And, you know, we're not professionals. We just want to include everyone and just have a, have a good time. So, Todd, you got any plugs other than what I did? No, I think you're, I think you're ready to go, man. Okay, now Vance. Vance's Van, boat's going to be all fixed up here real quick. Just in time yeah, for snow. Gonna take care of him. I'll fish. And, uh, I'll, it's not over till it's frozen. Yeah, that's right. My mindset will change real quick. If I can get out, I'll get out. Vance and I are going to have a little trip. We're going two days up to Canada here. Mm-hmm. At the, like at the end of the month. So uh, that, that quite possibly could be our last fishing report. Absolutely. But uh, see, from a boat, I'll get you guys out. Got some boots. I can. I can teach you. Going bank fishing, taking a backdrop. Backdrop. That's right. And uh, you know, you're going with Dan. You say it different than I do. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Columby. Possibly. Possibly. Lake Nip- Lake Nipissing. Yeah. Uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because there was a photo posted recently, up, you know, from his boat. Someone caught a nice fish, and if you happen to stumble upon this was on Facebook, it's probably a day or so ago. Look in the background, like I said, I do with all the photos. You can see a Fatty Z Musky Products slanted rod holder in the back. There you go. He must have caught it trolling. That's beautiful. He he, he bought a bunch of rod holders, so. That's the stuff I look for. Yeah, that's what There's going to be a bunch more of those going out this year, too. Oh, gosh, yeah. Nothing but positive feedback. So yeah. 
gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun, fun winter. It's gonna be a busy winter. It's gonna be a busy winter because I know I gotta make a whole bunch more raptors. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta paint a bunch Good. more raptors, but. Uh, you have to paint them, yeah. Yeah, but I'm glad I'm not doing that. I'll take my part in the business. They'll <laughs> <laughs> be at the shows, Musky Max, right? We're going to be at the Musky Max in Pittsburgh. We're going to be uh, before that. It's going to be the Ohio Musky Show. Uh, that I think that's in January. That's coming up quick. Yeah. And Todd, are you going to go then down? We're going to change it. I, we got, I'm going to be January 16th Winterfest uh, at. Uh, Rain State Park, January 22nd through the 24th in Ohio. Uh, February 27th and 28th is going to be, I believe that's when I'm going to I'm going to go to Kentucky. Okay. That, that, that one that Tony was talking, I kind of forced out of him, but he was talking about yeah. the outdoor show down there that him and Greg are putting on. Yep. March 5th and 6th down at uh, the double Cranberry. Yeah. Doubletree Hilton, I think. I can't yeah, I think it was a double tree. Yeah, we'll get we'll get in, and we'll have a few other things to slip in there, but we'll we'll, we'll do that at a later date. Yeah, people we're don't. Still wanna... long. I still got to fish a couple more weeks, though. So. Yeah, we're talking doom and gloom here. There's still it's no. That, not that's over, the light at the end of the tunnel. Is it? It is. <laughs> that is. By the time you get done with show season, people are. It's time to fish again. It's getting there. There's still a li- little bit left. Well, some of these people in Minnesota, Wisconsin, they'll have four and a half feet of ice still. Oh, God, I know. I mean, they might be getting, you know, their lakes might be turning over right now. Yeah. You guys might be breaking ice when you're out there with little Danny boy. Never never know. We definitely could be, yeah. (laughs) And that's why we're just going for two days, not taking any boats. We're just going to be a nice, relaxing drive and... And that's it. No boat. Don't have to worry about anything. Bring a bed sheet. Just going to go fishing. Bring a bed sheet. It'll keep you warm and put it as the backdrop. There you go. Backdrop. (laughs) Look warm. All right. Hour and 22 minutes. Uh, We'll uh, hopefully do this again next week. So uh, till then, good luck fishing.